Here's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour. We're recapping UK. We are previewing Western Carolina, and we're talking with linebacker Logan Blake. That's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by IPM Pest and Thermite, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals. I'm your host, Ben Stober, joined, as I am always, by the one and only Captain Rhino, Ryan Jackson. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing all right. Feeling good from the weekend? I'm a little sore, but I feel all right. <laughs> a little sore? I probably feel better than you felt after the Cincinnati game, right? Definitely feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, EKU was able to pull off the, or excuse me, Kentucky was able to pull off the win, uh, but that's okay. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, a great first half, especially. Now, let me explain my situation. Thursday, it hit me. Wait a second. I've got company coming over to the house uh, from out of town and that I invited. This, it's all my fault. Needless to say, I couldn't go to the game because I had company coming over. So I was mad at myself from all of that. So I spent the first half listening on the radio, uh, listening to Greg Stottlemyer, Wes Chandler, and the guys. And, uh, and then the second half I was, I was with the company and uh, so I was kind of pulling my phone out occasionally and checking on stuff and everything like that. But I was really mad at myself for missing out on that. But, uh, let's talk about the first half real quick because I was, I was super impressed. Um, not that that matters for anything, but I was super impressed, uh, with you guys. And the one thing that I'll say, and I, I tweeted this out at halftime, uh, I, I, Everything was positive. Everything was great. I was hoping and wishing that you guys could have taken advantage of the opportunities there in the first half because I felt like you guys could have been up 17 nothing at the half, and uh, and that would have been a lot prettier situation for you in the second half. But even in the second half, you guys held on, stayed in the game the whole time. Again, looked a lot better, or I should say the way that I did it. Listen, heard you a lot better. It sounded a lot better uh, than the Cincinnati game, which I think is a huge um sign for what's ahead for your team because if you're able to fix mistakes and improve that much in one week uh how much more are you going to be able to improve along the rest of the season right right uh, i i definitely think our team put our best foot forward in this last game and that that was obvious we we fixed a lot of things throughout practice we didn't have the best week of practice but we still had a good week of communicating, a good week of understanding each other, and a better week of trusting each other. Mm. And then it, it all just so happened to click on the game. And that, that's the beautiful thing about football. It sometimes just clicks like that for a team. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're out there playing together. We're all fired up. We're all getting excited. We're all making some plays. Like, that's, that's just how it just how it happens sometimes. Uh, it starts off with the, the pump block, uh, which is massive. I mean, it's huge. Uh, Cornelius Evans got the, got the block, he set you guys up in great field position. Uh, they're able to convert. The offense is able to convert and get the touchdown. Then as you go on through, you've got um, uh, Albert Nunez uh, with a big play. Uh, you had uh, you got your hands, your mitts on a ball as well, knocking it down at the line. Uh, Frankie Lee sounded like he was making some plays uh, out there as well. And then, of course, Frankie West, the radio guys, we're, we're drooling over Frankie West. And I, you know, I couldn't see it, so I could only go off of what Greg was saying on the radio. Um, but it sounded like Frankie's impact uh, was seen very early in that Kentucky game. Yeah, uh, shout out to all the guys you mentioned, especially Cornelius. Uh, I'll touch on him later. But uh, Frankie was definitely a, a big key in this game. He helped shut down two really two top elite receivers in the SEC. And he, he, he aided in that, not only in – Film preparation. He he got the cornerback room together this week, and they 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 all started clicking. And it was it was great to see him be able to pick out route concepts, be able to find their favorite routes, be able to just really get physical with these big time receivers. And Frankie's Frankie's no no slouch. He he wants to play in the best competition. That's what a lot of us want to do. Yeah. And it's it's awesome that he got to show out against that competition to prove he's as elite as we've been saying. 
Tell me about uh, the Cam Jr. hit that he did not get ejected. They originally called targeting. The guys on the radio, again, I'm, I'm just going off of Greg, Greg and Wes. Uh, and uh, uh, Greg, I uh, know, not Greg. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Jim. Uh, and, and, but anyways, the hit happened immediately. All three of them were like, yeah, he's getting ejected. Like, yeah, no, no doubt about it. They said he looked like he knew he was getting ejected, like, uh, and everything. And then the officials come back out and say, nope, that wasn't targeting. Um, how how was that going down on the field in real time? In real time, when I saw it and I saw his head snap back, I was like, you know, I could see where they would throw a flag. I just wouldn't see where they could call targeting because he clearly hit shoulder, the helmet, and it wasn't any malicious intent. I could see where they would give him a late hit, maybe. But I I, I never saw targeting. One thing about Cam Jr., he's he's coming to hit. I don't, I don't know when, what, but he's coming at a thousand miles per hour. And if you're in his way, you're in his way. Yeah. The person with the ball just so happened to be in his way. Uh, you guys had uh, one sack that was by Albert. Uh, you had three tackles for losses. Uh, one was the Nunez one. Bembry had one and you and Logan split one as well. Uh, the run game for Kentucky, really never got going. Ray Davis, 12 carries, 52 yards. This is two weeks in a row now that your defense has been able to stand up against the run uh, better this this week than last week, but, again, not bad against Cincinnati either. Um, so how proud of you are the – again, you were here last year. You saw – you're seeing the improvement. Uh, how big is that here as you guys get ready to get into – you're not conference play right away, but pretty close to it. It's honestly super big, super encouraging that – not only we can go up there and stop the run against the best, but we trust each other enough to be able to stop the run together. That's one thing we've built so much team chemistry. Not only me in the D-line room, we've gotten very close, but us and the linebackers, Logan, Jalen, Kyle, Ford, we're all we're all buddy-buddy, and we all really like right being around each other, which is good. Mm. And next thing you know, it correlates to the field where they know our timings. They know how we, they know how we handle certain blocks. So even if it's the biggest guys from the SEC or the smallest guys from Timbuktu, they know they know how we're gonna how how we disrupt the line. They know how we affect the line, and they know where to fill. Yeah, let's get some shout outs to the offensive guys too. I saw the the clip later. Of course, heard it on the radio. Brian Johnson uh, with a big catch there in the first half as well. Mm-hmm. The ball got spread around a little better this week than it did last week. Jaden led with seven catches. He only had thirty six yards, but seven seven catches. Uh, Brian Johnson, Josh Carter, Braden Sloan out of the backfield. Uh, Jackson Hensley got a couple. Hunter Brown got a couple. Mo got one as well. So the ball moving around a little bit. Parker, of course, the touchdown by running. Uh, Braden started to find his legs a little bit again uh, this week. Seven touches, 48 yards. Uh, Josh Carter had the most touches with 12. I uh, had 30 yards this this week as well. But I like to see, again, I didn't get to see it, but Braden start to find his groove because he couldn't really get going against Cincinnati. So that's that's got to be encouraging too, knowing that hey man, if Braden and Josh get going, plus you got Parker and the receivers, that's going to obviously make a, a big deal for your offense here in the, the coming weeks. Yeah, I, I I like the way our offense is heading. I'm glad it's heading finally in the right direction again. I think Parker's all amazing. I I love his competitiveness, his aggressiveness to, throughout the whole game. His composure is probably the best thing about him. But he also does a good job of making other people look good hmm. with the short little check down routes. He gives people a chance to make plays like the BJ play. BJ made Parker look good, which is awesome for BJ. I, I told you, he, he's been waiting his turn. He's been yeah. waiting for a moment. I'm, I don't know if that was his moment, but it was definitely him coming out of the shell a little bit. And B. Sloan, Josh, they're both competitive backs. They both love the game. And it, it's, it's great seeing them be happy, be energetic, make plays. Like B. Sloan getting this little dance in the end zone. We've been waiting to see that since since we started practicing again. Yeah. We've been waiting to see Josh break out for his big runs. That's not something new to us. We've seen it before. It's, it's just good when they, they finally get the confidence and they finally have the ability to make those plays. What was the crowd like, uh, the EKU crowd in, in the game in Lexington? We could, we, could hear, we could hear all the EKU fans in the top top corner. Yeah, they they tried they tried to stuff them up there in a little pigeonhole. I found my mom up there though, so that was all that that matters to me. And honestly, the crowd I couldn't tell you how many people was there. It was loud though. It was definitely uh, when when they started picking up, it was definitely loud. But it was quiet for the first couple first couple drives, and it, it was nice. It was it was yeah. nice to be able to look up there and not see too many rally towels flying. 
see people kind of down in the dumps, but that's that's whatever. That's <laughs> that's just teasing with their crowd. I, I I think UK has a great atmosphere, great field, beautiful place. The scenery is amazing. I, I I enjoyed every bit of it because the last time I had been there is when they were recruiting me, and I I never really saw the whole game experience type thing. So that that was that was pretty cool. It was it, it was awesome being in that big of a stadium. Your dad posted a picture with you and a, a friend. Is it from high school or just someone that you trained with? Uh, me, me and Trey, Trey Mall was friends in high school. We we trained at the same place though, so that made us more friends. But my boy Trey Ripka, he's from uh, Dixon, Tennessee, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. So Coach Wells recruited him over me, but I mean, I got him back. I guess Coach <laughs> Wells rocked with me here. So. Oh, I love it! I love it. Well, it was a, a much better outing for the Colonels. Um, and again, uh, I know you cannot comment on this, but uh, a nice little payday for the Colonels organization program as well, uh, traveling a little bit further north. And uh, and then now it's two straight home games coming up, and we'll talk okay. about the, the the game coming up this weekend here in just a few minutes. But, yeah, go ahead. I got I to hit on uh, Cornelius Evans. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Corn, he's been, he's been waiting his turn, too. He had to play behind Matt Jackson for a year. But it's it's time that it's his turn. It's his yeah. turn to start making some plays. It's his turn to finally start being relevant. Not not saying he never was, but I, I want other people to know his name. I'm glad yeah. he finally made his stand on special team. We're not even going to talk about the play where he chased the kid down 70 yards and saved a touchdown for us. Now, he got a horse collar, but saved a touchdown for us. Yeah. And that, that's big time. That's big time coming from all three of our Sams. We mentioned all of them in the stream. Albert. Cornelius and Cam Jr. Those guys stepped up from week one to week two, and I'm very proud and very impressed. And I hope I hope the transition from week two to week three gives them more confidence. And I hope I hope they come out and play hard next week too. Officially, uh, was a sellout crowd at Kroger Field, uh, sixty-one thousand eight hundred seventy-six in attendance, according to uh, yeah. the uh, stats here. So that's pretty good, pretty good turnout. Uh, you guys covered, and again, not that that matters to you, uh, but uh, you were thirty-five point underdogs, uh, so you easily covered uh, there as well. So that's always uh, exciting to see as well. Kentucky was fun, but it's going to only get funner from here on out. One of the reasons why that is is because of your defense, and we're going to be joined now by our guest this evening. It is linebacker Logan Blake. Hey, Logan, how you doing, man? Hey guys, how you doing? I'm good. Doing great, doing great. Thanks for joining us uh, today. We sure appreciate it. Uh, you're yep. EKU's leading tackler so far this season, 20 tackles, total 10 in each game. Uh, so it seems like you've adjusted to the new room uh, pretty pretty quickly here. Yeah, um, just a great offseason with the guys. You know, I got here in January, um, started out with just the lifting stuff, working hard, which is what I really like, and then got into spring ball and then had a good summer. So uh, just looking forward to the season now that it's finally started and going now. Well, you spent four years at Marion and uh, and had, had obviously a great career there. Um, what's the biggest difference between uh, coming from Indiana down to, down to Kentucky? Um. Honestly, I think it's just getting to know all the new guys. I mean, I was at Marion for five years. You kind of get a reputation there. You do the same thing day in, day out with the same guys, same coaching staff. Um, so I think getting used to the coaches here, getting used to how players play around you, uh, guys like Ryan, you know, it takes a while to get like that chemistry together. Um, so I think just internally getting all those things where you want them to be going into games. And when you've, first two games as a colonel it's against cincinnati a big 12 opponent kentucky an sec opponent uh you know me and ryan have talked a lot about that this year and and the other guests that we've had on the program um is there anything did you see anything fun extra fun special different about those two places i mean yeah coming from a small school you don't really get to have those great you know college football game day atmospheres like that um so, I mean, playing in front of that many people in stadiums like that is, not, I mean, obviously a dream for every football player, um, especially for someone that's been in college football for so long and didn't have that. Um, so I think it's extra special just to be able to play in front of those type of crowds and have those type of moments uh, with your teammates and stuff like that. Now, Ryan's been talking you up this this uh, this <laughs> podcast season, uh, but mainly about your locker room, just your as, as a teammate more so than anything else as well. Ryan, what questions you got for Logan? Uh, you mentioned that you got here in uh, January, right? So 
I know Richmond's a little bit different than Indiana. What is <laughs> what is uh, your favorite thing to do around Richmond? Favorite thing to do around Richmond? Um, we are a family-friendly program. Yep. Uh, I mean, me and some of the guys got into going to golf every week. Um, we have a little scramble on Wednesday nights. Um, well, we can't do that now, but we used to do that. Uh, we'd have four, six guys go out there and just play around the golf together, spend time together. Um, that was probably, I'm a big golfer. I golfed in high school. So that was a big thing for me. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really do much. I mean, I'm just kind of a football junkie school online, so not really doing much, but just embracing, uh, the new place and being in a place with a great culture, obviously is nice. And, uh, being in a city or like a smaller town, that's all about EKU. I mean, you go everywhere and, Oh, do you play EKU football? That kind of stuff. Jerseys on the walls. That's, I mean, it's super cool, um, experience in Richmond. Let's talk more about this golf. Uh, first of all, is, is Pat there? Does Pat go with you? Pat goes with me every once in a while. Uh, Cam Herget goes. Kyle Kelly. Um, some of us are better than others. Uh, we won't speak on that, but, yeah, it's been fun for sure. Well, last time I had Pat on, he bragged about how good he was at golf, but basically it was he didn't have to practice very often, so that's spent a lot yeah. more time golfing than he did kicking. So, uh, so I'm sure he's got a little extra practice <laughs> in on you guys, especially – uh, since your high school days are over, um, but yeah, who's uh, uh, what's your what's your uh, handicap? Um, I'm high seventies, low eighties, okay. um, so pretty good, I guess. But not, I mean, anybody can be better. So, yeah. well, hey, <laughs> I like it. Uh, now you're from uh, the where you're from in Indiana, Lits Litston, is that how you say that? Uh, Lisden, yep, Lisden. Uh, that's up near Indianapolis, just west of Indianapolis. I spent three years. Uh, southwest near Evansville, uh, okay. area, uh, down there. And that's a little different than even up in your neck of the woods. Um, what do you miss the most about home? Um, obviously my friends. I mean, I made a lot of close relationships with people at Marion, um, high school friends, high school coaches, that kind of thing. Uh, mostly my dogs, my family. I mean, I'm really close with my dogs and hang out with them a lot. So I think that's probably a kind of sucks. I can't go see them more, but I do my best. Yeah. Is your family able to travel down for a lot of games? Oh yeah. Parents are going to all the games, grandparents. I got a, I got a crazy sister that's football hungry and loves coming to the games with four kids and dragging them to the games and stuff like that. So yeah, I got a big family that supports me in the best of ways. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. in high school or did you play linebacker or did you play, uh, something else? In high school, I actually played corner and wide receiver. And then my first two years at Marion, I played safety. And then moved the COVID year, I moved down to linebacker. So it's my third year, fourth year playing linebacker. All right. Well, Ryan didn't tell us he was such an athlete. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what's that transition like over time? Of course, it's not it's not immediate, but over time. And you're talking about you probably had to add a fair amount of weight, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I came into college at about 180. Um, I've put on about 10, 15 pounds every year to get up to what I am now. So I'm a big weight room guy. I love doing that kind of stuff. I'm sure Ryan would say that too. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're listed at 240, I think on the website. Is that right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I weigh more than you, but, uh, <laughs> you probably lift more than me. Um, <laughs> Ryan, what else you got for Logan? See, Lo Logan's too humble about his athleticism. Actually. Okay. So when Logan was first coming here and I, I saw him on Twitter, the first thing that pops up is his basketball highlights. Okay. So he also was a hooper. And mind you, Indiana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know too much about Logan. So the first couple of days he comes through and we're watching the little uh we're watching the little vertical test, right? And out of nowhere, he's floating. Like he can jump <laughs> off forty vertical and we were shook. So, Logan, I, I just want to ask, like, what made you play or were you any good at basketball? Like, I see all the clips all the time, but I never really asked you. Um, I was at, I mean, I was a basketball kid growing up. I didn't play freshman year football. Um, I mean, I always played football, but basketball was my real love. I mean, obviously in Indiana, basketball is a big thing. Um, I had way more offers for basketball than football. Marion was my only football offer. And Honestly, if you go back six years, I have absolutely no idea why I chose to play football instead of basketball. But, I mean, I'm glad it worked out. Um, but, yeah, just a weird coincidence. Man, that's crazy. Um, yep. 
that's it's different when you only have one offer from one sport, multiple offers for another sport, uh, yeah. and it not being even your first love, uh, yeah. and you don't know what drew you drew you to it. I mean, I liked uh, Marion College the best, and I think it had the best opportunities for me. Um, I had seven or eight D two and AI uh, basketball offers, but just decided to play football. And uh, the coaches at Marion really recruited me the hardest. So that's, I mean, go where you wanted. Um, so that's what I decided to do. Did it, the Marion basketball coaches ever try to get you to come try out for basketball? Um, so Marion didn't recruit me for basketball, but I knew their head coach. They recruited one of my teammates pretty hard. Um, I told him my first year of football I wanted to play because I knew I could play there. Um, but I ended up just playing with football and then fell in love with it. And never, I mean, I go play basketball every once in a while at the rec or something like that. But nope, other than that, just football. Man, that's wild. That's wild. So this is your last, this is your final year of eligibility, right? Yep. All right. So what's the hope? What's the, what's the plan for, for next year? I mean, take it as far as I can. I mean, just keep playing well, play with my teammates, winning games. Um, and that translates to my goals and what I want to do. So just doing those things and playing hard and it'll, it'll take care of itself. I've started asking guys this more in the last year or so. Um, but let's say the season ends. I know we're, we're, we're in the now I get that, but let's say the season ends, uh, the NFL, there's opportunity. It's kind of low, maybe, maybe low end opportunity, but the XFL or the CFL or the USFL calls and says, Hey man, uh, we want you to come play for us. You, would you be excited about that opportunity? Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a dream. That's what you work for. Um, so I mean, I don't know about going overseas just cause I'm so close with my family and stuff like that, but. I mean, if the right opportunity presents itself, I'm I'm definitely gonna go for that if I if I can. What's your uh, major? Are you doing like a master's or something now? Yeah, uh, so my bachelor's is in business analytics and uh, finance, and then my master's is uh, just an MBA with um, construction management, analytics, and finance uh, concentration. So uh, football doesn't work out. Probably do construction management, uh, project manager, superintendent, that kind of stuff to start out. Does the family have an athletic background? Uh, no, no. If you saw my parents, you probably wouldn't believe that I'm theirs. Uh, not sure where I got my height. Not sure. My mom was fairly athletic. My dad played baseball, but other than that, not a big, uh, background. I've had a couple cousins be athletes, but nothing, nothing, uh, like this. Uh, and what was it about EKU, uh, ultimately that brought you here? Uh, so just going, I mean, obviously the portal's a different, it's just a different type of thing nowadays. And I didn't want to really navigate that. So I went through my coaches um, at Marion and they got um, connected with coach Johnson and uh, coach Dietzel and a couple of other coaches that had coached with my coaches. And they recommended me highly, thankfully. <laughs> uh, I looked at a couple schools, took a visit to EKU, really liked it, really liked the, how they recruited me, um, had good resources, playing in big games, playing in, for a winning team. Um, and trying to, I mean, just leave it better than I found it. So, I mean, if I can do that, I think I'd say it's a success. Um, so, yeah. Ryan, I want to start with you on this one. Then I'm going to come to Logan because it's a different perspective. Um, Coach Kidd, uh, announcement came out this week that he's, uh, hospice has been called in. So we know that his time is short. Uh, Ryan, you've been around the program now for a while. And you've, you've known Coach Kidd. You've seen him around the program. You've heard Coach talk a lot about him. Uh, what kind of impact does that have in, emotionally on the team, especially the guys who've been around? Uh, it, it's definitely hard. The The goal is always to stay focused, but it has to be in the back of your mind. Coach Kidd is such a big, big uh, person, not only to this uh, football team, but the community, the university. Yeah. And it, it, it sucks when you hear he's not in the best condition because last time we saw him was uh, when Coach Wells did our um, – for seniors when he the did Warren our, Cleats thing, right? the Warren, the Warren Cleat club. And that, that was a great moment that we got to have with coach kid. Cause who knows if he gets another moment like that. Right. So it, it, it's great that the little time I got to spend and the little time I got to talk and hear from coach kid, I learned a lot. I got inspired by him and I, I could see why people love him. Yeah. So it, it, it makes me feel more sad for guys like coach Wells, coach Johnson, guys who played for him. Mm -hmm. or guys that know him a lot more personally than I do. Yeah. So for, for our program, we're still locked in, laser focused on getting the win, but it's definitely in the back of our mind. And Logan, you mentioned tradition uh, earlier. 
Uh, Coach Kidd is a massive part of the tradition at EKU. So in your short time here since January, um, you know, what does it mean to you versus Ryan who's been here for a while uh, with Coach Kidd? And what have you learned about that tradition? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's everywhere. You know, stadium's named after him. He's got a statue. Um, another thing that was pretty cool was when we got to sit down with some of the past players at the uh, the like mock scrimmage we had. Um, and just hearing how they talked about him, hearing how Coach Wells, Coach Johnson, all those guys that were there when he was in his prime were just instrumental in, you know, creating a culture for us. Um, and, I mean, it's all on him. Like, we, everything we have, everything we do – should be for him and everything we have is because of him. So, I mean, it's just a big thing to live up to. And that's a good thing. I mean, you want expectations to be high and they are. So I think that's, that was set by him and that's something for us to follow um, this year. And then coming years with uh, other players. We were talking earlier about the improvement from Cincinnati to Kentucky uh, and how quick that improvement came for you guys. I mean, you've been around for a while, not here, but you've been around for a while uh, how much does that excite you to know, hey, if we can if we can make that big of a step forward in one week, how much more can we make a step moving in now to we're getting closer to conference play and games that are going to impact your playoff standing and things like that as well. Um, so you see that improvement. How, how excited does that make you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, on the sideline after those first couple drives, I mean, we're pretty excited. I'm looking around. I mean, that's how we're supposed to play. And that's how we know we can play. I mean, I told Ryan that like, that's us, like that's how we're supposed to play. And we didn't do that week one. And honestly, I think we got pretty humbled. I mean, we came into the season expecting to win that game and I mean, losing it like we did definitely put some pressure on us. And I think we showed up and did what we were supposed to do. I mean, obviously there's things we can fix going forward, uh, miss tackles, misalignments, stuff like that. But I think it's comforting to know that we, we see how we can play. Yeah. I mean, just going forward with games going uh, throughout this season, I mean, that's the standard. Like, we have to do that every week, um, and I think we can. And obviously, being around college football, you know that you see the biggest improvement in teams from week one to week two. I mean, you're going to have those penalties. You're going to have those – I mean, you haven't played a game in eight months. You have new players, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think seeing that improvement really gives us hope for next week and the weeks going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think if the defense plays the way it played against Kentucky, I don't, I don't see how you don't win the rest of the games. Honestly, I mean, you know, the offense is going to find it, and uh, and I mean, <laughs> and again, I was listening to the radio, so I'm at the at the the uh, the bidding of Greg Stottlemyre, but uh, from everything he was saying, it was looking really good. He made it sound sound like it was looking really good, and so I know there's a lot of potential there for sure. Um, I had something else on my mind and now I don't, I lost it. Uh, anything else, Ryan for Logan? No, I'm good. I can't, I can't wait to see my guy tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Logan first game this weekend, uh, official game in Roy Kidd stadium for you. Uh, yep. asked, right before you came on, I asked Ryan about the crowd at Kroger field, the EKU, uh, things and like stuff like that. So, uh, what's the expectation for Saturday, the atmosphere expectation for Saturday at Roy Kidd stadium? Man, I expect a lot of people to be there. Obviously, a home opener. Um, just when I was getting recruited, I heard about how the game days were and stuff like that. So definitely expecting a lot um, from our fans, and uh, they should expect a lot from us. So I think we're gonna we're gonna come out uh, hot and ready to go. I love it. I love it. Well, Logan, we really do appreciate you taking some time for us today. We're excited to have you in Richmond for this season. Uh, yep. Congrats on the early success, uh, individual success, and good luck moving forward. Uh, we're looking forward to see that team success come together, but also continuing to see you lead the way. Uh, you're a tackling machine so far, and uh, we always enjoy seeing that. So good luck with your golf on Wednesday. Well, I guess you're not this Wednesday, but the next time that you go out there, good luck with your golf. Hit it Appreciate straight. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> right, Thank you. We'll see you, Logan. Logan Blake, linebacker. Easy. See you guys later. See ya. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to preview the first home game of the season. Right after this word from IPM Pest and Termite. 
With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer and IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. All right. It is time now to talk about our Pest of the Week. Pest of the Week presented by IPM Pest and Termite, and that is the Western Carolina Catamounts. Do you know what a catamount is, Ryan? Uh, I think it's a cat. Uh, Yeah, their logo is some kind of cat. Yeah, some type of cat, I'm assuming. Yeah, it sounds Canadian to me, but whatever. Um, the last time you guys played Western Carolina was in 2021. EKU won 31-28. Parker McKinney had 238 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Dejan Hewitt, Parker, Cord Sandberg, and Keandre McGlure combined for 142 yards uh, rushing. Mo Edwards, Jaden Smith, and Matt Wilcox each had five catches. Ubong Udom. Had uh, the only sack of the game. Jaden Woods and Roy Baker had a pick, and Ryan Jackson had two tackles in that game as well. Uh, so you guys did not face them the last last year, but you did you did face them a couple years ago. Uh, what do you remember about Western Carolina? You played at their place two years ago. Mm, the, the, their place was rocking. It, it was mm. honestly, it's a hard environment to play in because their crowd was literally right on you. That's that's the one thing I do remember. And it was a whiteout for them. So I remember them having a bunch of rally stuff going on. But good team, good scheme. They run a lot of tempo. So they like they like playing fast. Their line's big, physical. Um, from what I remember playing them last, two, two years ago, because that was one of the better defenses we had, but we played them early. We, we really didn't have our, our feet wet as a defense yet, but you could tell we were getting stuff rolling especially when Roy Baker was here. He had the big interception. Jaden Woods had a big interception. I remember Ubong sack. It, all, all these moments start to come back to you once you hear the statistics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I, I remember it being a good physical competitive game, and it always is with those guys. Those guys are they, – they lost to us in the Opportunity Bowl the first first season we played them, and uh, then they came back 21, got a whole new staff, got a whole new uh, – not really team, but added a lot of new pieces. And then next year we didn't play them. They got even better. Mm-hmm. And this year they, they're looking good too. I can't, I can't wait for the matchup between those guys. Yeah. Head coach Kerwin Bell. He's got, he's got a good history uh, in his background as well. A lot of success and uh, in, in different levels of football. They're one and one on the season. They opened up against Arkansas. They got beat, uh, you know, pretty handily against Arkansas. They got intercepted four times. Uh, only 64 yards rushing, but 12 different receivers caught a pass in that game against Arkansas. Last week, they were like a 30-point underdog to Samford, and they beat them 30-7. to uh, Absolutely dominated Samford. Uh, so it was a pretty big upset. Cole Gonzalez, the quarterback, he was 29-35, 262 yards, a touchdown. He also ran the ball 13 times for 68 yards. Uh, Desmond Reed, the running back, 27 carries, 170 yards, and a touchdown. They had five guys with at least four catches or more. So when you look at this offense that's coming in uh, to Richmond this week, it looks like it's a pretty well-balanced offense, but with uh, a dynamic running back in Desmond Reed that uh, looked really good last week against Sanford. But you guys have been solid against the run this season. Um, Have you started watching film on these guys? And if so, what are you seeing? Yeah, I started watching a little bit of their film yesterday. I I agree. The running back's really good. Uh, I think he was a freshman last year for him, and now he's a sophomore. He got got his feet under him a little bit more. I, I think they do a good job of playing within their scheme. Uh, I think they're trying to outpace you. They're trying to get you tired, and then they're trying to wear you down. And I, I think they do a good job, and they spread the wealth around. The quarterback's real good at making sure all his receivers are happy, gets a, a good amount of touches, and the running back's good at finding gaps and holes throughout the whole offense. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good offense versus a really good defense, and I'm I'm excited to see how our guys perform against this because this is this is another challenge that uh, we haven't seen yet because it's a, it's a team that goes fast, a team that plays mm-hmm. tempo style. So three weeks in a row, we'll see three different types of schemes, three different types of plays. 
because first week we played more of an outside zone stretch team, then the next week we play a pro team, and now we're going to play a tempo team. It's just early tests for our, our defense, and I, I hope we're, we're ready for the challenge. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys are. Like I said, the way that you guys played this past week, if the defense can play that way moving forward, and I think we've seen some consistency. Yes, there were mistakes in Cincinnati and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there were some mistakes against UK, but um, to me, the things that we've seen consistently from you guys in the first two weeks, if that just continues to carry and build, I mean, the opponents that are going to come in, like I said, the offense is going to figure it out, um, and and they're going to get better and better as it goes along too. The schedule doesn't get easy. Like at the end of the day, it, it may not be as hard as Cincinnati and Kentucky, but it doesn't get easy uh, as you go throughout the rest of the season. I mean, my goodness, I was looking today at Abilene Christian and Tarleton and what they're doing. Um, you know, they've just been there've been some dynamic games for those guys as well. So there's there's tough battles coming up, but it is a home game. And uh and really last week, I mean it was a road game, but it was a different kind of road game. And Cincinnati wasn't that that far but obviously clearly a road game. Um, man, to be home again, first home game of the season, and the, the energy in Richmond right now is high. You've been here long enough to know that, uh, and I've, I've gotten on to people about this. When the team wins, people show up. When they don't win, people don't show up. <laughs> but, but, I mean, this is game one. We expect a, a massive crowd there this week. Right. I, I, I don't know what the ticket sales are, but I hope it's sold out. I, I really want this to be one of the bigger crowds we've ever had because it's, it's fixing to get exciting around here again. Yeah. And I, I really hope people are ready to ride this roller coaster with us mm. and the team we're, we're excited. So I hope they're excited. Yeah. I mean, if they got to call Raymond, get their tickets, get it in, uh, find their seat. I was, uh, I, <laughs> I mentioned on Twitter, uh, they, they were sent out an email today and then a social media post of the different things that they're adding this year to the game day experience and, and everything like that. And, uh, I, I, I posted on Twitter, commented on Matt Rohn's, uh, post, but I said, I can't, I'm looking forward to the buffet in the press box. And, uh, he said, Rickson will take care of you. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe maybe we got a buffet coming in the press box. I don't know. Uh, mm. But uh, but yeah, I I expect a great crowd. Um, you know the stuff they do pregame uh, with the the tailgate zones and all the different things that are out there and available for people. Things they do in games, even for kids, because sometimes kids don't like to sit and watch, and they got things for the kids to go do and and stuff like that as well. Um, you know, it's 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 a very very good game day experience. I think, um, and uh, and I think it's going to be a fun one this Saturday against Western Carolina. They do not have the lines out yet. The uh, UAC lines come out like last minute, so I don't know what what the uh, line's going to be. I don't know what the status will be as far as underdogs and all that kind of stuff goes. Um, but I mean, you said it. Confidence is is at a high right now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. I would say our our team's up. Our team's confident. I said that in our. Uh, our little press conference after the game with uh, Kentucky, I told them we could probably go 60 more minutes if they really wanted to. And that's no, that's no shot on them. It's just, right. I thought we were playing that good. And I thought we were playing that aggressive. We, we want to run hit and get excited with anybody. And that's anybody that shows up at the kid. If we go to their place, we, we just want to go and play. We don't care who it is, who we're playing. We're just, we're ready. I think I think our confidence is up as a team. I, I'm excited for our offense to get rolling. I think Parker's going to get that stuff moving. I'm excited for what me and Logan have done leadership wise on the defense. I think we're changing a lot of things, and I think I think this ball is going to start going to get rolling here soon. Yeah, that's kind of my next question. Was the the rhythm? Uh, do you feel like, especially defensively, you, with substitutions and the um, all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like that rhythm in these first two games, you've been able to establish that rhythm uh, where you guys get into the season, you're not really experimenting anymore, but you kind of know what's going on? Mm, I, I'd say so. You got to think our coaches are just as old as we are in this game with our team. So I, th- I think this is a shout out to our coaches. This is the best rotation we've had in the past four years. I think the way they're moving guys in and out, not only giving people chances to make opportunity, but putting people in, spots where they know they can be successful. Like that blitz on UK from Albert Nunez, mm. the only few people can make that type of run all the way to the quarterback. And they, they put Albert in a beautiful spot to make that play. So that's that's a testament to our coaches, though. I, I think they have done a great job of preparing us. I think they've done a great job of making sure we stay in the game and making adjustments mid-game. I, I think we've done a great job not only 
as players to recognize, like they're trying to help us. I don't, I, I don't think we have players that think coaches don't like me. Coach don't want to play me. I don't, I don't think we have that anymore with our team and not saying no offense to anybody that's been here. It's just, that's the nature of the beast. Some, sometimes I, I, I really do think as a complete team, a complete staff, we're, we're getting closer. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I know for a fact that there's been in the past uh, situations where a player felt like, you know, he didn't like what the coaches were doing. And I know that he thought if he left, everybody would leave with them and nobody walked out the door with them. And, and uh, that's just an attitude you can't have um, during a season, especially you've got to buy into what's going on and you got to have faith. And I'll say this about coach Johnson, because I've tried to be as, as, as fair about this as I could throughout the off season when we had the guys on and we talked about the run game and stuff like that, I, we've got to give him a lot of credit for the things that he's done uh, to find improvements, to find what needs to be done. I know the season's still a long season to go, um, but I want to make sure we give him props because uh, I know from the from the fan perspective, there was a lot of grumbling at the end of last season about the defense, and uh, and the the blame was being put on him from the outside. And, uh, and that being said, you know, he knows what his job is and you got to give, give kudos to coach Wells for trusting him and keeping him around. And you got to give kudos to coach Johnson for coming in, putting in the work, finding what needs to be done, making those corrections, uh, bringing in the, the people, the right people. And like you said, I mean, so far, <laughs> it's only been two games, but so far, man, you see it, the defense looks different. And, uh, and it's a very positive thing when I say that. And I mean, you know, we've had great talented guys and everything like that in the past too, but this one seems to be clicking. Uh, and again, that's from an outside perspective looking in and, uh, and I just wanted to make sure I give props to him because I know he's, he got beat up pretty bad after last season. Uh, not from me, uh, but still nonetheless, uh, uh, a shout out to coach Johnson and the work that he's putting in. How about the special teams? We didn't talk a lot. We talked a little bit about Cornelius and what happened there. Um, but first two weeks of the season, there's been one or two mistakes here and there, but uh, special teams seems to be rolling as well. I mean, you got all three facets. The offense, like we said, we believe they're going to get moving uh, as they get into these games, but it's been neat to see the special teams having the success that they've had. Miss kick, slightly high snap, all that good stuff. Um, the punt, uh, time management at the end of the half, those kinds of things, those are things you can fix. And, uh, and so I, I think overall, Shout out to Coach Day and Coach um, Franklin. Frank, yeah, Franklin and their, their work with the special teams so far. And I know other guys pitch in, coaching staff pitches in. I saw Dietz working with with some guys early too. Um, so shout out to them. That special teams is looking pretty solid on on kind of every level of that special teams unit. Yeah, I, I think our special teams has taken a, a good leap forward. Even even on the missed kick that we had, Pat knew he missed it. He knew he he kicked it a little weak. He he knew he could get more of it. And we know he can get more of it. We believe it. That's the one thing I think that uh, people understand. We really do believe in guys like Pat and Jeremy. They're not just extras. Those are also our friends, and those are also our teammates. So we want to see them succeed and do the best, too. I think Coach Day and Coach Franklin have done a great job of making everybody not not saying we weren't locked in on special teams before, but making it more of an emphasis to where this can win us a game. Yeah. If you really try hard enough, that can win you a game. The yeah. block punt, that's, that's a big momentum changer. The tackling Barry on Brown is not the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> so the, the fact that our special teams comes out another week, plays hungry, plays fast, and makes something happen is beautiful. It's it's encouraging from a defensive player knowing that, man, they give us a chance not to be on the field. Man, they might just do something to where this changes the game. It makes people stand up and watch our special teams a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of just, man, I pray that they get that ball off. Right. <laughs> but I, I, and that's that's no disrespect to the Coach McKeithen that was here before. There's no disrespect to any special teams guys that were here before. It's just the way we're going about it now, we, we are determined and really need special teams to hit for us. I think that's a testament to the coaching staff, and you mentioned that earlier. For these guys to have been around as long as they have been and to be making this many adjustments – um, where you're seeing even a tone shift and even in the culture and the culture has been strong, but you've seen a tone shift. You've seen these, the attitude on the field change this year from last year. And sometimes when you get guys around for a long time, 
it, there can be some complacency um, and not a lot of creativity. I'm a Packer fan. I watched Mike McCarthy for too many years. I mean, the last three years of McCarthy's coaching in Green Bay, every, I knew what he was doing. I'm sitting there on the couch going, oh, he's going to run it with the fullback here. I mean, everybody knew it. There was complacency. There was lack of vision, lack of imagination, I guess. And this year, there you can sense it. I can sense it from the outside looking in. The passion, the energy, the effort. Um, you know, it's just it's a, it's a step up this season, and that's on every level. Um, and I think we're going to see that amount to a lot of success for you guys uh, moving through the season. I tell everybody, I was on a podcast this week. They asked me to come on and talk EKU, the, the Kentucky podcast. And that's one of the things I said is this is the time for you guys. Like, it's not to say that next year is a wash and you can't do anything next year, but this is the moment for you guys. You've got an experienced quarterback. You've got a dynamic wide receiver. You got solid running backs. You've got NFL level offensive linemen. Uh, you've got a defense that is stepping up and and doing their job. And uh, and there's elite these are elite talent on every level of the team. So this is the year to do it. This is the year to make the run in the playoffs. Uh, but you can't you can't worry about that until you worry about Western Carolina and right. uh, and the teams that 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 come up through all that as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what's ahead. I'm excited to be there. I've planned properly this week, uh, so so I don't have any guests coming over. Uh, I told my wife tonight actually. I said kickoffs at six. She's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like Saturday, Gabe. I will not be here. Um, so, so, so we're we're getting all that worked out. But uh, nonetheless, man, it's exciting to see uh, what has been done. And like I said, and I've said it three times already this show, but the improvement from week one to week two is so big. I can only imagine what it's going to look like. Uh, and and you know, Jaden's not going to get held down for thirty six yards uh, again. And uh, but man, that that UK defense is tough. I mean, that's what they're mm-hmm. built on. Um, and I think that that competition that you guys faced in the first two weeks has definitely made you better for the competition you're going to face the rest of the season as well. So um, outside of that, I mean, what are you guys feeling? I mean, I know you're feeling good, uh, but I mean, what's the anticipation like? I think everybody's kind of jittery. I think, I think Tuesdays will be the first day where we really get to see where the team energy is at. Mm. We get to see, cause that's when, that's when we're going to get back in full pads. We're going to hit a little bit and we're going to, we're going to get after it. We're going to get after it for Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll see where our, our team mentality is at. I, I like to see that everybody's slowly starting to believe. Everybody's slowly starting to buy into the the coaches, what they're saying, the the belief that we can win. I, I think that's the thing that's most exciting for me watching from the back end because I used to be a guy that had to get encouraged to believe, and now now I'm doing the encouraging. So it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome for me. And I, I hope everybody else feels that same way. Yeah, I'm sure they do, man. Uh, we'll say this. we got another sponsor, All Around Roofing. Uh, they are locally owned and operated. They handle all the exterior needs of your home. So if you got windows, siding, roofing, chimney flashing, whatever it is, All Around Roofing can take care of you. Uh, you can find them. The best way to find them is on Facebook. If you search All Around Roofing KY, you can find pictures of the work that they've done there. Each week, if I remember, I'm trying to name an All Around Roofing player of the game. And uh, this week, I'd like to give that to Frankie West to see his improvement, not improvement, but his impact in his first game there. And uh, it looked like, I don't don't know if Kentucky was targeting him early on to see if he was healthy or see what was going on, because they they seemed to call his name a lot in the first quarter. For some odd reason, they they kept testing little Frankie. (laughs) I don't know why they, I don't don't know what was going on, but he he definitely stepped up and answered the call. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about the uh, pregame, or maybe it was the night before you guys had a guest speaker come in, um, and a lot of people have been talking oh, about that. Was him. that was awesome? It was uh, Greg. I don't I don't remember his really last name, but I'm bad with last names, so forgive me. Uh, he was awesome. He he was a, a war uh, veteran. Had lost both his legs. Had lost uh, 129 pints of blood. Uh, he he came in and gave us a speech that we needed. We needed to hear. It was a speech about teamwork. It was a speech about how how his team saved his life. How that was the reason he went in and fought all the time. It it was just I, I can't go into detail because y'all need to watch the video for yourselves. And it's awesome. But it's it's a speech that we needed at a crucial time in our in our team. And I, I really do think it it hit people. It hit people's minds and it was like you know what we do need to be a better team we do need to work harder we do need to play more together and i I think it was just 
great place, great time. Thank you to Coach Wells. Thank you to Coach Steelman for getting that all set up for us because that that was – I know that hit me, and I know it impacted me, and it made me play better for that game. Greg Gadston uh, is his name. And uh, and I saw Steelman. Steelman was there at the game uh, as well, which is probably fun to have him back around a little yeah, bit yeah. again as well. I was like talking with Trent. Uh, he he brought a cool cool perspective uh, from his playing time and things like yeah, that. I got plenty of stories about Coach Stillman. If y'all want to hear those, Coach <laughs> Coach Stillman, because you know he he was at Army. Yep. Or yeah, and he ran the triple option like amazingly. So our first game, I was a freshman. And we're playing the Citadel, who runs the triple option. Well, instead of throwing some backup quarterback that we had in there, I see Coach Stillman got his cleats on. I'm like, what is going on here? And they said he's going to be the the scout quarterback today. He is up there absolutely dicing us. <laughs> For the first, first Tuesday, Wednesday, he is killing us. But he made us better, and he made us compete against the triple option a whole lot better, and we end up winning that game against the Citadel. Yeah. So I'll, I'll always have stories and respect for Coach Stillman. And if y'all ever really want to hear him, I have to do it another podcast. But yeah. it, it, I love Coach Stillman, and I, I wish he was still on the staff, but I know he's doing bigger and better things, and I'm happy for him. Yeah. Maybe uh, by week or after the season, we can bring him on and uh, and chat with him, catch up with him and everything that's going on in his life right now as well. Uh, Saturday, 6 o'clock kickoff uh, at Roy Kidd Stadium. Call Raymond, get your tickets. Be there, be loud. Uh, have they said, or with, are we wearing maroon this weekend? Have they said anything about that? I, don't, I haven't heard anything. Uh, I know. I don't know if they've said anything, but we're definitely, uh, definitely have maroon tops for sure. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, ever, so far, uniforms have been fine, right? Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> y'all like the ones we show up in Saturday. Awesome. Uh, okay. So Western Carolina comes to town. We beat them in 2021. Uh, by in a close game, and this will not be an easy one either. Uh, so we need people to show up, cheer everybody on as well. And uh, like I said, I got my schedule cleared. I'll be there. Uh, so, and I don't know if I'm eating a buffet or something else, but nonetheless, that's a whole nother. You don't care about any of that. So, uh, all right. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, next week, we'll be back uh, Monday, Monday evening, and we'll have another guest for you lined up, and uh, we'll recap what happened against Western Carolina and preview SEMO. I'm looking forward to that game as well. Uh, nonetheless, thanks uh, to Logan for coming on and chatting with us today. Thanks to Rickson for getting that lined up for us. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove, and uh, we'll put out a game preview on Thursday on bellyupsports.com. We'll have an article drop, share it on the socials as well. So far, I have been wrong on all my predictions uh, as far as exact scores. Uh, but uh, I'll hit one of these days, nonetheless. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, Ryan, thanks, man. Uh, everybody, again, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to IPM, Pest and Termite, and All Around Roofing for their support of the program. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. <laughs>